Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast, live from KS Bar and Grill, where um, I think this will be a test of the KSR Football Podcast willpower and strength. Because we are, it's, it's really the most incredible challenge. It's almost like if you're a 28 point underdog and nobody believes you can do it, you just have to believe that you will win. And then somebody will fumble it, and boom, game winner. Let's go. What's some of the adversity that we're facing? Well, we we just tried every single thing on the menu. <laughs> Literally. That that's and that's not hyperbole either. Like every every single menu item. Uh, Charles Walker, Austin McGinnis, Adam Luckett, and I. We 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 tried it all. We're we're currently taking pictures of all of our menu items and. You can't let all that food go to waste, so we helped eat it. I think I have the meat sweats, Nick Grouch. Well, the meat sweats, that's a legit like thing, too. Like, oh, I, no, I have it right now while we're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite thing, Chuck? My favorite thing are the jalapeno poppers Ooh. with bacon wrapped around it and the beer cheese inside and a little bit of ranch, and I think I need to order some more right now as I'm talking. That'll give you the sweats, though, too. Yes, and they're kind of a little like spice, but not too spicy, but there's there's definitely a kick in there. I'm going to say that's my favorite, appetizer-wise. Oh, definitely. That stuff's so good. I mean, The cheese logs are too – I can't even handle all the cheese logs. I – I blacked out after those fried green beans. <laughs> I don't remember a single thing that's happened since. <laughs> well, I hope you remember some of what happened in the Middle Tennessee game. I hope you remember that time Lamar fumbled. Do you remember that time? Oh, very vividly. I like to refer to it as the time Austin made the kick. Yes. The time well, but Lamar Austin fumbled. made a lot of kicks, though. So that's where we're conflicted. All right, all right. Which is, which is totally fair. There's just too many to count. Exactly. Too many kicks to count. But too many fumbles to count. Oh, yeah. I mean, that – well, he also did the Heisman pose. You remember that? Yep. Yeah, that that happened. I'm not uh I'm not here to humble brag, but the beginning of that game did start out with a uh, 88 kickoff tackle. Ooh. That was pretty <laughs> ferocious. It set the tone. How yeah, many, uh, if, you, uh, if you get bored, want to go ahead and watch that opening kickoff. I had something <laughs> to say to to Bobby Petrino with that one. I think, oh, yeah. I think I thought I think I was picturing him being the runner and just and you uh, just like laid him out. I actually yeah. remember that though because yeah. you laid the wood and everyone got hyped. It was one of those where like I was going pretty fast and so was he. So when I did it, like even I moved back a little bit just from like the collision. Who was it? Who was it? Uh, uh, Dawkins maybe. Some scrub. Oh, the freshman. Yeah. yeah. Scrub in uh, a Louisville jersey. So did you did you like give Petrino like eat it afterwards? Well, it was on our sideline. Oh, okay. But we got hyped though. Yeah, I did get yeah. very hyped though. How many how many career tackles did you have? I have no idea. But is it like, is it, it 
ten or more. Yeah, I'd say ten or more. I mean, I was on every special team for three years. Okay. Until I yeah, you were a special team punts, superstar. So I was on. Yeah. I was on them all. In 2014, were you the guy that blocked the punt, or were you just on the punt? No, team? Javis was the one that blocked it. Yeah. So you made all kinds of special teams plays yeah. down there. Tried to. Most of them were just like the interior blocks, which no one <laughs> no, wants to do. And nothing no. worse sexy about ever. that. Yeah, Dude, I, did, I did all those for a little bit. Uh, kickoff team is like it's fun if you just want to like have reckless abandonment, but it's also a lot of running. So that and it gets it, it doesn't get old. You no know, running you down every time. Childhood anger. Just in completely you. trying to kill someone, but <laughs> yeah, the I be- consider it the Cash Daniel job. You know, like oh yeah. That's what he, he dreams about. Yeah, he he dreams about doing that. The perfect Cash wedge. I had to act yes. like I did, but I didn't really. He was born to bust the wedge. Yeah, yeah he really was. R.I.P. Wedge. Now they're soft. They're touchbacks on like the ten yard line. No yeah, one's getting hit. That is one thing that was really weird to me. All Middle Tennessee game, their guy kept calling them. You know, what? Like even if it was a shorter kick, and it was kind of like he could return that. Yeah, just, he can get a nice return on it. Yeah. But ba- back in my scared. day, we'd put ten in the wedge, and you'd have to bust it. <laughs> yep. You didn't bust it. We're housing it. They're just soft now. <laughs> well, before we get into all of the Louisville hate, how much Kentucky's going to win by on Saturday, I don't know if it's going to be 40, 50, 60. Uh, before we get to all that, we got to talk about last Saturday's game against Middle Tennessee State. It was senior day, and it was quite, uh, quite a special day that was full of a bunch of record-setting achievements, so many good stories. So I'm, I'm just going to start us off with uh, – just the best thing we saw. And I'm going to start with you, off. Austin. Yeah. Okay. Only take one well, of them. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good things that happened on Saturday. <laughs> Are we? I'm going to stick to the game. Okay. And I'm going to say Mike Edwards stepping up big Ooh. with a pick six, and then he forced a fumble. And we're a good team when we get out the gates hot. Oh. And so it was huge for us to have that kind of start because we were able to kind of keep that lead all game. And – I just like to see that from the senior. So that was the best thing I saw is uh, Mike Edwards, two turnovers. But before the game, Edwards only needed one tackle uh, to join the 300 tackle club. He got that in a hurry. Yep. And before the game, there was uh, there was a person who said, "Hey, Kentucky wins the kickoff and goes on defense first. They're going to win. They're undefeated when they defer." And what do you know? Kentucky defers, and three plays later, pick six. Boom. Three plays after that, force fumble. Boom. Man, that guy, he must be a really smart guy. You're a smart man, Nick Roush. Whoa, was it, yeah, was it me? It was you. I think I remember it was you. No, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was no, me. that was right. That was me patting myself on the back as well. But, man, Mike Edwards, this is one of those where he they needed a big game from some defensive guys, and he set the tone. And, I mean, that was one of only three incompletions Brent Stockstill threw all day. Exactly. Like, yeah, ah, yeah only one of three. Fact, yeah. and it had, 30 for 33, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. He had, a, he had a good day. No opposing quarterback had completed more than 70% of their attempts against the Kentucky defense. Stock still completed right at 94%. 94. Well, he also did have a lot of those screen passes, mm-hmm. though, which, I mean, yeah. still 94% is unreal, but. Yeah, I mean, even on air, 94% is pretty daggone yeah. good. So <laughs> he was just locked in and very efficient, got the ball where it needed to go, and. Really played one of his best games of his career and really had Kentucky defense just off balance all game. Well, and as, um, as Mark Stoops said today, he's like, you know, Coach Stockstill and Tony Franklin, they got Kentucky roots and they brought out the whole playbook. Uh-huh. It did drive me insane, though, that every time they went on balance, 
they were running it back on the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. every time. I, I mean, obviously, I didn't like that, but <laughs> I thought it was real, a real creative way, and like, I mean, it was successful. I mean, they got that, Josh Allen out of the box. Yeah, so he was kind of splitting it. Well, and they did a couple different ones. So they had the one unbalanced where it was seven dudes on one side of the line. Did you see the tackle on one with the. It was like two receivers and a tackle yeah. on the left side. I was going, what? And even when they didn't do that, they were doing the three receivers or the four receivers to one side on, on the large side of the field, and they were running it back towards yeah. the boundary. So when you do that, you really don't have anybody over there because you got everybody on the other side of the field. It's just a numbers game. Yeah, and then you get two blockers on the backside defensive end. If you get just a little bit of him, you're going to get a gain. So. Yeah, and you're running back 6'3", yeah. 250. That guy was big. <laughs> the, he, he reminded me of like – when you see like the real footage of like Permian High School in the eighties with like the shoulder pads that go up yeah. past their ears, yeah. that's what he looked like. He was a freaking behemoth. He just needed a neck pad. That's all he needed. All but you know the one the one time their trickery didn't work was on that Mike Edwards pick six. Exactly. So mm-hmm. hey, can't win them all. That yeah. ball just fell right to him, and that was the ball hawk Mike Edwards that we're used to seeing because he hadn't had too many turnovers this season. So yeah, it was good to see him kind of get back to his ways. Well, and it was one of those things too where uh, in this game it was like a uh, almost like a damned if you do, damned if you don't because he was playing well there, but Devontae Robinson was not playing well at all at nickel. They picked on Devontae. Yeah. I mean, it, whether it was in the screen game, they got him on that fade route. It was a, after having an exceptional game uh, against Georgia. He he hurt him the other day, but at the same time, it was hard. You couldn't really move Mike out of the free spot because of his ability to, to create turnovers and the like. Especially against an offense like that, where you're facing three, four wide receivers all game long, and they're they're spreading you out. You gotta. You gotta have your best. You're playing five defensive backs at minimum all game, so you gotta have your best guys on the field. And they saw an advantage. They saw. A, they thought they had an advantage at Devontae Robinson, and they just they went. They hammered it all game they, long. They kept going back to that well, but Cats still end up getting the job done. 34-23 victory uh, against a good Middle Tennessee State team yeah. who is going to be playing UAB for a chance at uh, Conference USA t- title. And I kind of keep up with that league decently because Western's in it. Um, and the, this is basically UAB and Middle are the two best teams in the league. Whoever's winning this game probably going to win uh, the title game. And, uh, of course, when I tried to tell people like afterwards that you, Middle Tennessee is a pretty good football team, oh, they're no good. They're, they would have beat Central. They beat probably four teams on Kentucky's schedule. If they would have played Vanderbilt, I would have loved to have seen them play Vanderbilt at the yeah. end of the year. Because they got him like second game of the year when Vandy was still fresh. Um, so, regardless, a good middle team uh, that Cats took him down. And, and I think at the end of the day, that's what matters most. Look it. Best thing you saw on Saturday. For me, it was just the offense's efficiency. We talked about their difficulty finishing drives. They had five scoring opportunities. They got three touchdowns, two field goals. So, they were able to finish drives, get points on the board. And really, I think the whole thing going into last week was just gaining some confidence for the offense after, you know, those three SEC games where they only scored one touchdown. And going into the, the big rivalry game this weekend, I think that going against the defense, you should have heavy advantage overs, just getting some confidence, getting that swagger back up front, establishing the run. They did that. I believe Benny Snell in the first two drives had over 70 yards rushing, so mm-hmm. they got going early. As a team, ran for over 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Terry had a good run. A.J. Rose got going. Man, and then he's so explosive. And then in the passing game, getting Terry moving on some bootlegs, not asking him to do a whole lot, but he made some good throws, and he had like a good that. day passing. But the, 
passing the ball. For, for me, it was just that offense gaining confidence moving forward. Man, they it, it was one of those two where they did mix it up pretty well. And that's all everybody was asking for is to just mix it up some. That 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 little rollout that Terry threw to Riggs. Oh, yeah. I thought I waiting on that all CJ. season. And I was like, no. And then it went a little higher, and I said, oh, it's going to be perfect. Yes. But, th- but that's one of those plays that's like, man, why, why haven't we seen this yet? Yeah. And it, it was good that they did uh, pull that out of the bag. It was good to see Terry have some confidence. And it was just good to see, like, like you said, some points on the board. Uh, Miles Butler. Got a little senior day, Sean? Yep. Yeah. Were you nervous at all for him when that last kick cost him? Well, yeah, because that one mattered. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was just begging him to put it through, but he did and made a two-score game. So, props to Miles Butler for coming through. But it was huge for us just to get the lead early, like I said. I don't think you can emphasize that enough because games get different when you – it's a close game and those third downs start to matter. And that's where I think we've seen the offense kind of tighten up. But – playing with a 14-point lead basically all game kind of let them just feel confident and, okay, we're not going to lose this game. Let's just go out and have fun. And I think we can see that against Louisville too. The the only part where the offense was only hurt by the defense because the defense didn't get off the field. I think Cats only had like eight or nine possessions all game, Mm -hmm. only four possessions in the second half, which like – it's hard to put up points if the, if the other team's going on. And two of those were at the end of the half scenario. You know, you knee out the game at the end, and then you get the ball back with a minute left in the first half. Yeah. So, really, in the way Kentucky plays, those hardly those hardly even count because that's asking them to do something that they, they're not comfortable doing at all. So, really, when you look at that in picture, that's, what, seven possessions. So, you had two punts, five scores. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty efficient. good day for an offense. And I know people have talked about, Frustrations, you know, with the play calls at the end and the turnover on down situation. Well, let's 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 talk about that, that though, because with all the positives, those were two drives where you were just like, "What? Come on, come on, Drew. Do you have a message that you want to tell the listeners?" Oh, oh, Drew's got something before he goes. He's got to go. I got to run. Louisville sucks. Cats by fifty. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Cats by fifty, not ninety. 50. It's really not okay. saying that much because Louisville's getting beat by 50 quite a lot here Quite lately. frequently, yes, yes. Um, but I did want to talk about those those two – or actually three because right before half, Kentucky gets the ball on the nine-yard line. Three and a half minutes ago, four-minute offense. Perfect time to show us what you got. And in one of those moments where Terry had already made a couple of good throws, he looked confident. One of those points you thought, okay, this is where Kentucky gets aggressive. No, they, they, they run it twice. They take it out of Terry's hands on third down and run a screen pass to Isaiah Epps. Like, really, Isaiah Epps? Like, he, he played well that day, but, like, a screen to Epps? Like, come on. Everything goes wrong on the punt, and middle only has to go 19 yards to kick a field goal. Well, when they go to kick the field goal, Kentucky takes a timeout to try to get the ball back. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. So, wait, now we're going to be aggressive with a minute to go? They take one shot. Uh, I, I think Terry had uh, Richardson. They, they ran two deep routes. Uh, Hughes was coming from the left side. Richardson ran a post going underneath it. He goes deep to Hughes, who almost caught up with it, but I thought Taven was open. But after that, they, they, they called a timeout to take one shot, and then they ran it twice, and it was half. And it, it was one of those things where well, I, can, I just couldn't make any sense of it, and I think that's where a lot of the fans' frustrations stem from, and I think they're legit frustrations. Yes, that first half – is a situation where you would like to see them aggressive, go for the jugular, 
But at the same time, this team's DNA is not built to do that. So, like, he caught – the question is, why do you call a timeout and let him kick the field goal? Let's just get that locker room. I don't – I would have let it run out. So, maybe that's the question we need to address with Stoops. But <laughs> yeah. that, that was the part that didn't make sense. But I think you take the one shot and you just say, okay, we gave it a shot. But you got this team is built on running the ball and playing good, solid defense and field position. So, and then the punt, the punt issue was a bad – that really hasn't happened all year where we had a bad snap and he had to roll out. So, that's kind of a fluky play. Right. But I didn't have a problem with the, the, the last – that's – possession to end the half because that's just not how this team's built and they they were getting the ball to start or to start the second half so I don't they had um, right two possession lead right there just get to get to the locker room let's regroup and let's go out and score and make it a three possession game which is what they exactly which they did, did yeah. out of the locker room. the drive out of the second half is badass yeah, yeah. we she's blocked on that goal on I mean that was awesome the defense is the strength of this team so they're just putting it in the defense's hands and trying to survive on offense but it's bit us in the butt with these SEC games, but against an inferior opponent in Middle Tennessee, you know, we can just hand the ball off and run all over them because we're just better in the offensive line. They had a couple of good D linemen, though, that yeah. they, they had three. They had times. three really good linebackers that could play at a lot of SEC schools. My, my question, though, so that one, the way you put it, it does make – like I, I, pre, I personally would have liked to seen them just give Terry a shot. Um, yeah, but what would we do if we let Terry rip it and he throws an interception – well, That's the thing. But it, it wasn't much different, though, than what yeah. the ine- inevitable result. The, the, the drive that didn't make sense to me, though, was the four and out. Where yeah, that yeah, that's the one. That's the one I have the biggest issue with. Because so all right, you got AJ in, you get it to second and two at the forty. Perfect time to take a shot. Instead, they run blitz and he loses three yards. They give him and he has a, he makes a nice play on third down and a little draw, and. The booth almost reviewed the spot because they gave him a terrible spot. I uh-huh. thought he had it. It was an yeah, awful I thought it was spot. a bad spot too. And instead, Stoops is like, "Screw it, we're going for it." Which, when you're up by what were they up by at the time? So Seventeen. It was eight eight point game. Eight point game. Thirty one On your own forty yard line, quarter. you can pin him on the ten. Said Stoops is like, "Screw it, we're going for it." Quarterback, quick quarterback sneaks it. I'm I'm still trying to figure out the thinking behind it. And your twos, except for Drake Jackson, were in on the offensive line. Yeah. And then like, you have your – You can't even, like, go to the sideline and regroup or I – don't, I don't know. Your power back, <laughs> who's the best running back in school history, is on the bench. Yeah. So, it just didn't make sense to punt it – or not to go for it there. Especially, like, if we still had Patrick Tolles, when it was one yard, he could run the sneak because he's 6'4", 240 pounds. That's not Terry's specialty. He's not yeah. – like, one, he's getting under center. He never gets under center. Right. And, two, he's probably never ran a quarterback sneak in his life until he got to Lexington. Because I'm sure in high school he was in the gun all the time, and at JUCO he was in the gun all of the time. It's weird to see him, like, flop on those quarterback sneaks, too. Because yeah. he kind of just, like, sprawls out like a – And you just have ah. to – you have to he's hope – He's not that, looking for contact. Yeah. <laughs> Terry is not yeah. looking for contact. You just contact have to hope ever. that's a learning experience, and next time that – coaches get in that situation, they'll be like, okay, if we want to go for it, hey, 26, get in there. Yeah. I or, think their thought was they try to steal one. Because yeah, they try to they've quick. burned, they to they burned a bunch of timeouts in big games mm-hmm. on fourth down, and it's come back to bite them in the ass. Yeah, and they went quick. They tried to qu- they exactly. thought they could quick. They just tried to steal one. It didn't work out. It didn't, didn't work, but you know, luckily uh, the defense did save the day. <laughs> they had done the bend on break thing all day, but they stood the hell up on that final series. Yeah. Chuck. Best thing you saw? Uh, 
Who's the last still left on yeah, the table? I'll, I'll let you, because one of the guys is up for a bunch of awards. I'll let you take that. I'm going to go with uh, Josh okay. Paschal. Um, finally getting to run out in that Kentucky uniform, play a couple snaps. I have a big third down um, tackle. Mm-hmm. And I think Cash said it best. You know, everyone knows the physical things he's going through and the therapy and stuff like that. But to mentally be able to come back and, and play in a game like that, um, you know, it's a, it's the first game you've played all year and you're playing with your seniors on senior day that, you know, like Josh Allen is probably one of his mentors and he's playing with him. And just the mental barriers to get back there and, and show out is awesome. So best thing I saw is that. And to, like, throughout the rehab process for Pascal to just, like, not lose fo- – like, it would be just so disheartening just to hear that diagnosis, but to, like – continue to keep doing what you're supposed to like I'm hard enough to it's hard enough for me to be disciplined just like while I'm doing everyday life like I'm I, I don't drink enough water throughout the day like I don't exercise as much as I'm supposed to but alone like to do all this stuff while you're going through school while you're getting immune to therapy while you got surgeries and all that kind of crap you just got to tip your cap to, to him because that takes so much and for him to come back, I just I, it couldn't have made me happier. Like that was so awesome, and I know whenever whenever we saw him like getting dressed out there, it was like, oh snap, oh snap, it's happening. And then they announced he's starting. It was like, it was like the gift. It was it's happening. Ah! And then when he went out there, you're like, holy crap! I forgot how huge he is. Yeah. He has not missed a day in the gym. I gotta change my answer actually. Oh. My best thing I saw is the crowd react when they said Josh Pascal with the tackle. That's yeah, my that was pretty thing. awesome. And it was a that was a heck of a football play he made yeah. for a guy playing in his first game in a while, 275 pounds to rush the passer, stop on a dime, roll, go and track it, make That's a tackle. Yeah. I mean, it's great what he did, uh, beating cancer, and he's still still a battle he's ongoing. But that guy is somebody Kentucky doesn't get a whole lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Talent. Like, he can be as good as any defense. And I know we have Josh Allen, but he can be as dominant. He could be another He Josh has Allen. that potential. He has uh, – his ceiling is the roof. Oh. He can just – he, like – Michael Jordan. I've, met, <laughs> I've been following this program a long time, and I'm, like, we had Micah Johnson, who was this highly talented – or highly, like, as a recruit. Right. Um, but at times, you know, he – he had a great career, but sometimes he didn't live up to the billing. He Pascal, didn't say shit. Yeah. Pascal, you just watch him and you just think, you, every time you see him, you, I, your eyes pop and think how great he can be. And I think that's 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 one of the great things for him too, that he's going to be able to get a chance to live up to that potential. Yeah, and moving forward, uh, so, so they had to play him at Jack, at the outside linebacker position, um, because of depth problems. Jordan Wright – was out with the injury. They, he played there last year primarily. That, that was like his main position, but he got most of his reps as a pass rusher on third down. They, they would put him in a defensive end. Well, they moved him in the offseason to defensive end. Stoops is like, bulk up, baby. Let's go. Here we go, big boy. And then this game, they're like, eh, we kind of need you to be playing, Jack. We need you to get back out there. And Stoops said that just from Tuesday to Wednesday of last week, he saw him just like, oh, Football, like it wasn't the kind of like a newborn deer. It's like if you hadn't been on a football field in three, four months, like lose it. 
Yeah, like it but takes a. It. Like I mean, it's a different story if you're just a kicker because all you do is take three steps and swing. Yeah, like that's, that's not hard a at all. Stupid job, anyways, yeah. to start with. Yeah, exactly. Why would you want to do that? Exactly. Nobody wants to do that. But like, if you're out running around, taking hits, dropping back in coverage, rushing the passer, there's a lot of thinking, reacting, and and just having to play through stuff. That Stoops is like he'd be the first to tell you he he has some work to do, but. He, he didn't use the Michael Jordan quote, but that is the truth of Pascal. His ceiling is limitless. He's going to be able to use this year as a redshirt year. And uh, as far as his cancer prognosis, uh, he, he just has to get immunotherapy once a month until August. So he's doing uh, just a year rounds of it. And, folks, that stuff is the good stuff. That's the, like, the creme de la creme of uh, cancer treatments now. It's, it's basically the future, and it's kicking everything's ass. So, uh He's in good hands. It was awesome to see him then. And then to just combine it, those emotions with all the senior day emotions, like, I'm surprised we didn't get a crying Stoops. Yeah. I, I was really surprised. We didn't. Did you all ever see Stoops cry? Uh, I don't no. think so. No. I don't, do, do people from Youngstown, do they have the ability to cry? Was there the a crier on the coaching staff? No. I don't know. Not well, Mar cried well after the Louisville game. He was like tears running down his face. <laughs> okay, I could yeah, yes. see that. Tears of joy. <laughs> yes. He's been, he's, they worked so hard. It was yeah. It was good. Um, but he even he said that the guys were giving him crap because of senior day, and th- that was the best thing that I saw. That I it got a little dusty when I was going down the senior line, and I saw Bunchy holding up a, a picture of his late mother with him, and I was just like, oh gosh. Oh man, this is just this is killer. I mean, for all that 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 guy went through to do what he's done, whew. And yeah. good for him to get that big block to lead into oh. the touchdown. It was, was perfect. The only reason why it won't get highlighted more is just because he didn't murder the guy like he did down at Florida. But that was textbook. Textbook leads to a touchdown. Um, he had a big play. Almost every senior had their moment. We talked about Mike Edwards earlier. Adrian Middleton got a sack. Westry got one on a corner blitz. Um, yeah, what kind of a world are we living in when Josh Allen breaks a school record? Two uh, school records. Breaks two school records, has 15 tackles, and is not mentioned in KSR football podcast, best thing they've seen. Well, that was, that was what I was going to finish it with, Chuck. All right. Because, the best for last, Chuck. Because, like, dude, he's a freaking freak. He's he's up for two awards that no Kentucky Wildcats ever won. He's one of the best three defenders in America. And like he should win those awards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he has more sacks than Louisville's football team. They have 10. He has 13. Wow. He is he's incredible. And, like, it was so cool. Like, he's, like, hanging out with his kid before the game. And he's got, like, all these family members around him. Like, it was just – it was so cool. Freaking CJ Conrad. Yeah. Gets that touchdown. Him balling out. Terry, man. Well, let's just admit it, Chuck. Wait, you thought that was gonna be a pick, right? I mean, I've always heard <laughs> you thought you that was gonna be a pick. Not throw the ball opposite side of the field, especially when you're rolling out. And that's, granted, he did. He set his feet in under .2 seconds, but I saw that defender for them jump up, and I looked down and said, "That's a pick." By the time I looked back up, CJ was doing his CJ touchdown where he walks on his toes <laughs> and holds the ball as high as he can. Um, <clears throat> unbelievable pass, great catch. And, yep, yeah, I had a moment of disbelief. I apologize. Terry, it's okay. Sorry for that. I mean, if you saw that picture, I think it's fair to say that oh everybody. Oh, God, yeah. You, if you haven't seen the picture, you got to yeah. go look at it's it. It's on KSR, the U.K. football Twitter account as well. It, it's, it was such a um, – 
It reminds me of like the dude for VMI the other night that was shooting the heat checks, and you're like, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. I mean, I, but he got his feet set, and I think that's something we saw. He got his feet set better than any other time I've, I've seen, and that was, if we're gonna be completely honest, uh, during the preseason, I was always a big team Terry guy, but when I watched him work with the other ones, his feet, like for a fast dude, he's a flat-footed guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like he's got, like, weights on his ankles or something. But he did a great job of getting his feet set in this game. That was kind of what put him over the top as he put together his fundamental stuff right before the season. And at times when he was at – Stoops called it ad-libbing earlier in the year. He wasn't getting the little things right before passing. And to see him get his feet set, he did it on that throw. He did it on a couple others, too. And we talked – Stoops talked about, about him pulling the pin and people – Wanting to rip it, well, he ripped it there. He ripped yeah. the hell out of it. And he got a it. touchdown. So, I mean, with a young quarterback like that, you know, you want him to be conservative and all that, but sometimes you just got to trust, trust your trust your arm and make a throw. Right. And Terry trusted his arm and he made a throw and six points on the board, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Man. And that was also that, – that play came after two touchdowns got called back. Mm-hmm. We had three I, I still fireworks. don't understand. We've seen it a couple times this year. It's almost impossible as an offensive guard to hold on the one-yard line. Yeah, I don't – It's like the play is only lasting two seconds. You're hitting a guy and then Rose is running up behind you. How – I don't know. Unless you just tackle the guy or he just pulls you over and you pull him down, there's literally no way you can hold on the goal line. Did you see the replay, though? No. Yeah, he, he like, hooked his arm. And, like, it was the block that sprung Benny or else that dude was in the backfield. But – it's one of those things where I don't I don't get Stenberg sometimes. Like, dude, you, you blow up people all the time, but for whatever reason, in, in short yardage situations, he's slow to it or something. I mean, let's get guys get across his face, but it just as soon as it happened, like so the guy on uh, the guy on my my football team in high school, his name was Marshall. He was our Stenberg. Where if there was a flag, you would just be like. Marshall. You knew exactly who it was. And this time, every time there's a flag, it's like, Stenberg. It's only for the personal fouls after the play's over that I'm like, yep, probably Stenberg. Stenberg probably. Cash got one, too. What? Do we even know what happened to that? Yeah, he straight up punched the dude in the face. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was really surprised that he got it. That's a football like, play. Cash, you just use your cast to punch <laughs> this guy. He, like, kind of missed, so I was thinking, all right, they might not call it. <laughs> but the ref watched it all, and then I mean, I'm Good sure thing he didn't have that club on. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the guy was saying something to Cash, and maybe punched him first. But I saw Cash just unleash a left hook, and then he was like, "What? Why did I get a penalty?" Out? I love his interviews in after the, the game. Oh, you are. So that's the, I, I was wanting to get your your takes on it because you all, you all have been you all have been there before. You all have been in stadiums for senior day, uh, the senior day before your alls, pretty empty. On that cold, rainy night against Austin P. Why that was a night game, I'll never know. But where the stadium's pretty empty, where you liked what he said though, Austin. I just love listening to Cash. He's so passionate. <laughs> He's so passionate. He just speaks whatever's on his mind. So it, I like. I, I yeah. You I, liked it too, Chuck. Yep. I mean, he just loves his team and his guys, and he just wants to be supported. And you could tell he's like. Probably shouldn't say this, but the hell with it. I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> I think that's why we do love Cash. He's like a stern dad giving a lecture. He's like lecturing the media, like y'all got to do better. They half the fans they didn't even know the game was at 12. <laughs> what are y'all doing? I, I love that uh, he uh, 
he has these moments where he's like he has to like pull himself back in from getting too mad <laughs> because he's like Nebraska's on five and they had nine thousand people and he was like he's like but the fans that were there I appreciate him and and I think it, he's he's earned the right at this point to say it he's got enough clout to say it and his overall sentiment I think is one that I'm disappointed that more fans don't share so like I got a a good close friend whose his aunts had season tickets for. 40 years or something like that. 30, probably since 84, probably since the last time Kentucky won eight games in a regular season. And she stays for the entire game no matter what because she owes it to the boys. She's like, they've worked hard. I want to support them till the end. And I, I think that most people, their sentiment is, what can you do for me less than uh, what can I do for the team? And the, the part that makes sense for Cash is it's like, what more can you do to get people to show up? Like, this is – no offense, guys, but this group of seniors from top to bottom, they've done more for this program. They've contributed consistently for years. I, I don't know what more you can you, you can ask for other than a team that is an SEC team. I also like that he's not in the senior class. You know, I I think it would be kind of different if it was, you know, he was a senior saying, y'all should have supported us, but he was saying you all should have supported them as in, you know, right. like – and he kept saying, you know, my brothers, I'll say whatever, I love them, blah, blah, blah. But it just means a lot that, you know, like I said, it's not his senior class. It's He's staying enough for yeah. his yeah. – Well, he came out firing stats. He's like, this team, they got more SEC wins than anybody yeah. ever in University of Kentucky. Like Since the 1980s. Impressed. You can tell when he gets really mad he stops talking because he they, loses yeah. his train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I got one more he, thing that I'm mad about, and I – don't remember it, so I'm just keep talking, and then I'm, it'll hopefully come up to me. And if it doesn't, then all right, I'm thank the fans that did come, though. Thank you. I read it. a really good fan take, though, on like why there's been like some negative feedback from this season, even though they're winning games. It's Ooh. because they're not doing it sexily. Sex, sexy. Oh, yes, yes. Because we're just winning defense and running the ball. And <laughs> yeah. to your average fan, that's not that fun to watch. And so, like, there's no big chunk plays. We don't have Odell Beckham trying to catch the ball over his head. We're not throwing it deep a lot. So, as far as, like, entertainment standpoint, I think that's where people have been frustrated. I think, Benny's, I think Benny only has three rushes over 20 yards Exactly. And, yeah, it's like after, a while, after a while, you're like, let's just do something different. Let's see a deep shot. And I, it, it's like an entertainment standpoint. And it was a really good, like, level-headed take. And he's like, look, I'm proud of this team. But – I don't know, and I'd like some excitement. Yeah, Which, lose sexy or win that's why, well, boringly. Yes. Exactly, exactly. But that's like why people love like Patrick Mahomes because he's just slinging their, it. They want their cake and they want to eat it too. Yeah. Twenty years ago, a guy by the name of Hal Mummy came to Lexington and pretty much brought basketball on grass, and the fans loved him for it. But at the time, they hated that they had any. They played no defense. <laughs> Zero. That, so this, nobody. If the KSR was around right now, we'd be talking about the fans would be calling in and saying, yep. "Why don't we play any damn defense?" So it's kind of it's a catch twenty two. And I think as a fan base, Kentucky is winning games like they're Iowa. They're yes. running the ball. They're playing special teams. Is they're, the they're squeezing the game. It's just a different style that people are not used to. They're and not I'll, here at Kentucky. We're not used to playing in the SEC in winning the line of scrimmage battle. It's just something that's I think it's foreign to a lot of fans, and I think it's going to take them time to come around to. 
and there's always going to be that portion of the fan base that, because when Soups came here, he said we're running the air raid and we're bringing back that offense that everybody loved. That, that bought him a couple of years. And, yeah. <laughs> we, had then, the, we had the we had the sirens. Did we still do that? We still do that. No, they were they not. They moved the this sirens. Year, this year's last year. I think they got no, rid of like them. when Neil Brown left. We got rid of the oh. sirens. Eddie Grand was not a siren guy. No, not a big fan. That's of what thing. it was. Yeah. But, but any, anyway, yeah. I think uh, I think part of the fan base when he when they went away from that, I think some people got upset, and it's probably taking. And but then back to the the fan going to the game, it's just a different. I come back from more of a fan standpoint because I wasn't a, I didn't play like Charles and Austin did, but I went to I've been going to all these games and I like me I went to I went there I wasn't gonna miss it because. Me personally, I prefer the noon game sometimes because then I can get home and I can watch college football later in the day. There's some dandies in that yeah, afternoon so, session. So, so I didn't mind it from that point, but I think some fans, it's late in the season. You're playing Louisville next week. A lot of Kentucky fans are probably going to go to that game. Maybe they went on trips, a couple trips this year because we were good. Maybe they went to Texas A&M. It was the first time ever. Kentucky had a lot of fans there. Maybe, maybe they went saving to, up for a bowl game. Yeah, maybe saving up for a trip to Florida. So I – so sometimes you kind of have to pick your battles on what games to go to, and it sucks that it happens on senior day. Uh, but when when you're playing an opponent like that, no matter what time of the year it is, unless it's the first game of the season when you've got that fresh excitement for football and tailgating, it's just it's going to be it's no matter who the pro Nebraska is a different. They're it's They've unfair been doing to it for compare years. it's unfair to compare any program to Nebraska because they sell out every game. But when you look around the programs Kentucky's around, whether it's you know any team in the SEC, they're all having uh, difficulties in games like that. Even tickets. even Florida mm-hmm. and Alabama, Alabama's Alabama. the same way. Yeah, but at the at the end of the day, it it was it was good to see the fans over there. The, really, the biggest reason why it wasn't as full is because the students were just like, "Yeah, we're good." <laughs> they already went home for Thanksgiving break. They were like, ah, we'll skip class Monday and Tuesday. Dan Mullen no said deal. something this year, which I really thought was true. He said, uh, when he was talking about building an environment at the Swamp, and he said, you know, at, we need all the fans we need, but we need the students in there early because they set the tone. If you want to have a great home field advantage, you have to have the students in there. And when the students aren't there, I mean, it's going to be hard. It's pretty hard to get a crazy environment when the students aren't there. But I thought the fans that were there were got to their seats early and mm-hmm. – and we're there, and we're being supportive of the team. So that's really all you can ask. And it, it, they were treated to a fun game, and Bill Walton is shirtless on my television screen, so I can't, like, like I I don't even I, – I can't, yeah, like, not say something about that. He like, has zero body hair. I, I don't know. You guys like, not turned on? They, they try so hard, ESPN does, with all of their, like, stuff. Like, remember when they were trying to do those little, like, gimmicky, like – Sean Farnham things where he was like uh, a movie per I don't know. They just try too hard with their antics sometimes. It's like, you know, just let it breathe. Should we take our shirts off? It's a little hot Mine's in here. Right here. I would <laughs> if I just didn't eat five pounds of food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, w- I still think that our chips are probably the best thing we do. The house chips, man. For like seven bucks, you get like five pounds of stuff. It's hard to eat all that food. Oh. Ooh, while I'm at it, while I'm thinking about it, I'm giving away something tomorrow to oh, only for KSR Football Podcast listeners. Ooh, tell me more. So tomorrow after the football media opportunity, we're meeting with the, the people at like 5.30. I hope I'll be back here by like 6.37. So while I'm doing work up here at KS Bar and Grill, whoever comes up to me and 
and tells me Louisville sucks, you get two tickets to the uh, Kentucky basketball game on Wednesday. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right. It's a 1 o'clock start. Yep. I know. A little yep. weird. But if you want to you go know, to the game, you know you're two taking, free tickets. Uh, you know you're taking that half day from work on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh, exactly. Who like, do they play? Uh, Winthrop. Winthrop. The Eagles. Who is that? They're in, I think they're from North South or South Carolina. Carolina. All, right. Carolina. All right, enough about basketball. Yeah, enough about basketball. But, yes, come up, tell me Louisville sucks tomorrow, uh, and I'll give you some free tickets tomorrow night, KS Bar. Uh, Chuck, I, I think that there's a guy who has something to say. Ah, Do you yes, know that guy? Yes. The well, guy from CBI? If you don't know that guy from CBI, you should definitely call that guy from CBI. Ooh, what's, what's his number? <clears throat> Uh, the guy from CBI's number is 502-901-1488. Yes. Simply what can stated, the guy help you? What can the guy from CBI help you <clears> with? <throat> I might switch it up this week. Ooh. You know, a little shorter commercial. Um, CBI Insurance, we are a risk management firm who design and build specific ways for companies and personal clients to view and manage risk. Risk Everything insurance-wise, always remember, call the guy from CBI. CBI Insurance at 502-901-1488. You might... Charles, you sound like a pro. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it might be wise if you load up on that, especially if you're a Louisville fan, because it's going to get ugly this Saturday night in Cardinal Stadium. I'm not a big trash talker. I just... Games like these worry me, where... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Austin, Throw out the records. On. Come on, Austin. Someone, someone's got to be cautious Gary over here, you know? <laughs> I'm not not pushing all my chips into the middle of the pile. Not cautious. All Carol I'm saying is <laughs> cautious, cautious Gary. When it's a cautious with a G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something, something like that. Cautious like Gary. That. I just sorry to all the Garys out there that are cautious. But you know, you know what I'm saying. You can picture that guy. Yes, we the know accountant. That. Anyways. Yes. About your rivalry games. Yes. You got to come bringing it because all I'm seeing is they're treating this like a bowl game. There, you know, this is their season in one game. And we went down to Tennessee, which is a rivalry game, and laid an egg. This so true. Huh. I, I don't think we're going to lose this game. We're, right. we're a better team. We finally scored some points, got some confidence, got a win under our belt. But all I'm saying is I don't know if I see 18 and a half points. I hope I do, but these rivalry games, you just never know what's going to happen. If we get off to a hot start, that's the game. But if we let them s- sit around till the first quarter – and it's a close game, I'm, I'm getting a little little worried because we just don't have an explosive offense. Mm-hmm. We really don't. If Kentucky plays hard within themselves, they're, they're going to be just fine. Because yes. Louisville's given up right at 240, 250, or no, Ooh, 270, 270 yeah. plus on the ground. Their defensive line has gotten pushed around by every offensive line they face this year they outside can't of pressure Florida State. Quarterback. They can't. They do not put pressure on a quarterback. And they let their quarterbacks get sacked. They don't even know who's <laughs> playing quarterback for them. No, they don't. They they've played four quarterbacks this year, including the fourth string walk on uh, McCormick, who threw an interception on the, his first p- pass attempt. Because um, I, I will say, I'm glad you started with that, because that is uh, a concern by many. It's it's the kind of approach Toops has taken. He's had throwing the records out the window. Got to. We've got to focus on us. It's a rivalry game. It's going to be emotional. We gotta to, gotta to play with an edge, but play discipline. But I, I think that's gonna be fun spending the next twenty minutes just telling you why you're wrong and why Louisville's terrible. Yeah, why they suck so bad. Because they really are. Like it's amazing how awful they are as a football yeah. team. 
their ineptitude at everything they do is they're not, hilarious. They're not good at anything except kicking field goals. It's Dude. almost like they haven't tried, like literally. It's like like they, they don't try to tackle. Yeah, that's it's what like I'm saying. Yeah. Their leading rusher is their backup quarterback. Their leading rusher is their backup quarterback. Just, just process that for a second. Now, Malik Cunningham might be the starter. He started uh, last week because Jawan Pass was uh, – oh, Puma Pass. or Sorry, sorry, got that wrong. But uh, Puma Pass was suspended for a quarter. Then Cunningham got quote-unquote hurt, so he had to – he missed the fourth quarter. But as my radio producer, Trevor Kelsey, notes, uh, he doesn't know how many times people are actually getting hurt or they just don't want to play. Yeah. So they're saying they're getting hurt. <laughs> I don't blame them. But – I think there was something, a thing, though, Austin, where before the last game you wondered, like, ooh, are they going to uh, play inspired ball without Petrino? Are they going to be uh, – uh, are they going to play harder? Are they going to actually try to tackle people? Are they going to run crisp routes? Are they going to catch passes? And the, the answer to all those questions was no. They did for a quarter. Yeah, they did for about a quarter and a half, and then the wheels started to fall off before halftime, and then <clears> – <throat> But all I'm saying is that we were like 24-point underdogs when we beat Lamar that year. 28, 28. 27 and a half, 28 and a half. Right? So I just, like what it, Austin said, I think, do not give Louisville any confidence in this game. Exactly. If Go we out, take him out set, early. Set the tone like Chuck did back in 2016. Yes, yeah. sir. And just – Lay the pipe. Get a three and out early, go down, get a score. If you do that, everything's going to yes, be fine. Yes, 100%. Because then they just get discouraged. But if you sputter on offense, maybe give them a short field or two, let them get some confidence, then anything can happen, especially with the way Kentucky plays with possessions as limited as they are. So, like any game for Kentucky, when you play this style, getting off to a fast start is critical. Right. Because you don't want to get down early and you want, you want, to, you want to set – you want to establish the tempo. You want teams to play at your speed. Yeah. So, before we get into the minutia of it, I do want to ask you, Chuck, if they do get ahead, if they set the tone and they take an early 17 nothing lead, does, does Stoops uh, do the usual Stoops move and just we're going to grind it out and get out of here with a win, or does he step on the gas and try to score 50? I think that <clears throat> every team this year that has had the chance to – not necessarily lay off the gas pedal, but all right, we'll start. We'll start running the ball more. You know, we're beating them by 25. I think they look across the field and see who they're playing against. Well, who, who they were coaching against at the time, <laughs> who's no longer there. But I think they remember some of the years where they've been down and said person has ran up the score on them and their team. So these coaches are saying, no, we're putting up 80. I think that's what we do. Man, it was like. I'm so sad that we don't get to see Bobby Petrino on the sideline. Sad, Bobby. Man, because he gets he turns into like the color of Andy Reid's uh, pullover, <laughs> or like the St. John's bright red that's on a television screen. It's very tomatoey. It kind of blends in with the rest of his uh, red garb, and it's just hilarious. He does the thing where he holds the cue card over and just grits his teeth, and I'm just I hate that we didn't get that moment. I, I really do, cause. Frankly, it just would have been a lot of fun. And I think it would have added a lot of juice to the game. But instead, we don't get Bobby. We don't get his five kids and in-laws and cousins and brothers and relatives. Instead, we get to play against (laughs) the defensive coaches. The guys who were controlling that inept defense are now running the show. (laughs) Brian Van Gorder in his face 
still around. Yeah, we, oh, we, we still get the Van God. Gorder face, though, so <laughs> that's good. I hope you got your gifts oh, ready. But what Chuck geez. talked about, usually Stoops, he's not the kind of guy that's, you know, going to run it up. He's going to, you know, go hand it off and let's just go. If he gets a lead, let's not run it up. But Louisville has been so bad stopping the run that teams are yeah, – I don't think he's going to have to call him off. He's just going to call him. They're naturally yeah. running yeah. up the score. That's what I'm saying. That's what's been going on with Louisville where they just they just can't – if you can't stop the run – if you can't block and you can't beat blocks up front, you can't stop anybody or you can't do anything. So uh, when they played Syracuse a few weeks back, it was the empty your account on Syracuse covering the spread kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I was a little worried at first because Louisville kind of did put up a fight Defensively, the one thing Louisville does have, they got pretty good defensive backs. Like, yeah. and those dudes, even though they may not try to tackle, they do try to like. They're big on the passes defended, uh, bragging afterwards. They do a lot of the, the waving their arms. No, no, no. Whenever they back down a pass, so like any other DB. Well, yes, exactly. He does that, and it really pisses me off when that, they do it. And it's either because the wide receiver just dropped it or, like, the quarterback had a bad pass. Or he threw and it out of bounds. And you see the DB like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not here. It's like, dude, you were beat by seven steps. And it was just behind him. Revis Island, baby. <laughs> no one's throwing over there. Well, they, they did that a lot against Syracuse. Like, their quarterback was just not feeling it that day. And finally, after Louisville turned it over, like, two times, they are like, hey, let's just try running the ball. And they were getting, like, eight yards of carry. Um well, okay, do you know what they're giving up yards to carry? Do you have? Do you know that number off the top of your head? Yeah, it's right around six. I think it was at six point one. Six point one yards to carry they're giving up. Okay, Benny averages five. In I'm gonna in a shocking twist, Benny he he has to get two hundred seven for the record. Stoops might do the thing. I know they did this against Austin P a few years his freshman year, but they ran they fed Benny until he got a thousand and they set him down. They might try to do that, but I think AJ Rose might even be more better suited yeah. in this game so for explosives. Big yeah, big play. Because if, if you – I mean, they're going to try to load the box or whatever, but getting those quick little pew, pew, pew. I feel like his – when he gets that steam rolling, he's really quick to hit the hole, and he falls forward kind of in Benny's fashion. He had a couple first down runs where you're like, all right, the yeah. cats are going to be just fine next year. He's yeah. shown some power this year where he's – where he's been hit and he's got to get some leg drive going. It's moving some piles, which I think is a good sign for next year. But like you said, he's the big play back in this offense, and he's going to have chances to uh, make some big plays. But Benny Snell, he's, his career high was against Louisville last year. I believe he had 211 yards and a losing yeah, effort. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. That was that was the one, like, that game sucked. But, like, Benny just crushing him and then being able to, like, throw L's down, and everybody was like, that's cool. That's that's cool. He 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 earned it. He he, he did his part. What are what are our thoughts on L's down? Do you, do you like L's down, Austin? Do you throw L's down? Oh, I throw L's down heavy. Ooh, heavy on the L's down, Chuck. I'm heavy on it. Um, I, now don't let Chuck lie to you. Been, I've seen him up in Gerstles up throwing the L's down. <laughs> <laughs> It's been overused. I mean, definitely do it when you score it's a touchdown. It's never overused. That. But, like, a fir- if, if, if everyone does it after a first down, we're going to see Good. 100 L's down. Good. So it's like, all right. Keep them coming. What's going on? See, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on, on Chuck's side. I think it's kind of lame. I don't know. It's it, All right, the one setting it is That's fine like saying is, that the Gator Chomp is – I think Gator like Chomp is badass when, they, when other when people the, do no, it. No, yeah, when other people do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, so I want someone to score and throw L's up right here while we're up yeah. 50. How about that? You see, I think that's <laughs> that, a, that would be that's nice. funnier. 
Uh, I do think it's appropriate. I hope someone throws it into the stands like Josh Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just three rows up, just chunks that it. That was the farthest pass I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, he launched that. Well, I mean, someone oh, literally that, outside of the stadium might have caught, got that game ball to go. That, that's that's the, the best celebration. Yeah, like yeah, that's never being tough. driving start to us losing. Yeah, people. I wish it was that. the fourth quarter when that was like to go up two scores or something. Then it what doesn't matter. But man, freaking Lamar! I remember being on the sidelines before last year's game, and I just said to myself, "Well, shit, he's still here." He and he had that look on his face like I'm going to murder every person wearing blue, and nothing's going to stop me. Um, and it really, it almost went to that. Him and Jordan Jones, like that was. You want to talk about – that'd be a fun fight, by the way. That was almost a WWE match. My goodness. Like, yes, Denzel brought the trash Yes, game. exactly. Well, Lamar picked the wrong guy. See, and that's the thing, too. People are like, oh, Jordan Jones started the fight. It takes two to tango, folks. Lamar Jackson helped start that fight as well. Now, um, as Stoops, Stoops made a joke today about with Jordan, he's like, yeah, it's week to week with Jordan. <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta reel him in constantly. But <laughs> – the, the Denzel Ware uh, trash can incident, man. That uh, I, I wish I could have been the person to spot that. It's been a pretty entertaining rivalry these past couple of years. It really has. Ever since yeah. they moved to the Thanksgiving Saturday, every game almost has been. Other than last year, that was really the first blowout. Every game's been like. Yeah. Fun I actually and do to have watch. a story with uh, the fight that happened. Ooh, ooh, story time. Yes. So what? Uh, that was 2014. Yes, or that 15, was. I guess. 14 was the was fight. Fun. Yeah. yeah, well, my dad takes credit for uh, being the driving force of, of that. So fight. he was the guy who said, Brez, kick Petrino's ass. Long story short, my dad's buddy texted him because his son was at a uh, party with Devontae Parker, and Devontae Parker told his son, yeah, Petrino told us that we're going to get into the cat's face like before the game. So <laughs> my dad gets a call from this guy saying that. And he told me, and I was like, hey, you should tell uh, Josh Estes that. He's one of our uh, right. coaches. And lo and behold, I think Stoop said, oh, well, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we kind of came out and maybe said, we're not going to let that happen. <laughs> Bam. So to this day, my dad loves to tell the story. That, <laughs> He's that he the reason the why yeah. the, the fight yeah, happened. he was the one. It was like, uh, I'm not telling the red shirts that you guys can fight. Yeah. But you guys damn sure better be in the middle of the field <laughs> ready to fight <laughs> type thing. Did uh, Were you, you, were were you, you, out, you were out there scuffing it up, weren't you? I was out there. That game was rowdy from the start, though. Like, fans were yelling. Like, in pregame, it was – the tension was just high yeah, before the fight. Yelling back to their yeah, fans. Yeah, yelling section. at the fans. Yeah. This is like two hours before the game's yeah. even to kick off. Man. So, I, that's what I expect this to be, though, just because it's at their place. I hope they show up and just make it a rivalry game, like make well, it rowdy. That's the thing. I think it's going to be kind of a very like Louisville's fans. I don't think are going to be very rowdy for this game. I think you can no. see it from the Kentucky fans. There might be more. This might be a Vanderbilt game where there's almost more yeah, blue. Yeah, that's than, what I think it's going to be like. Home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things too that I um, I do like that. If you're Lorenzo Ward, that's what you're telling your guys. Hey, yeah. let's go out and punch them in the mouth because if they get down, they're not going to be able to get out of the hole. Now, I don't think schematically speaking, like I really am – like the key to beating Kentucky, if we're, we're, we're just going to – between us, you stop the run. First things first, stop the run, and you, you get them rattled. You force some turnovers. 
and you, you probably you attack the edge of the screens. I think they showed that vulnerability uh, last week. But it takes a special kind of athlete to do that. The biggest thing is just being able to stop the run and make Kentucky play from behind. The problem is, is like, I you, you can put as many people you want in the box. Like, they're st- they still stink. Like, you have to be good. And, like, I mean, teams have been loading the box this year. That's, that's not anything new. So, I just – I really have no idea what you can do other than try to get under the skin, try to rattle them, try to do uh, what Kentucky's done in the past as the big underdog. To get under the skin, though, takes effort. you got to go out and you got to really want to do that. Louisville's All you got to do is say one thing to Logan Stenberg. <laughs> you got a fight started right <laughs> then think, and there. That's true. My thing is, is we get up, those guys from South Florida that are sure as heck aren't going to a bowl game are going to want to get oh. the game over as fast as possible be cold. and drive home <laughs> just to, ready to, get to out. SoFlo where they can go tan and train and do footwork <laughs> drills. So if we get up early, footwork this God. game's over, they will quit. Footwork doctor. They will and, quit. And they don't have a coach. They've proven that time after time this yes. season that if they get down, that they're done. They're dead meat. They had kids quit. What was that, yeah. that one kid quit and then came back? Yeah, Russ East. Russ Yeah, he quit. They already had a quarterback back. leave the team. He should have just stayed gone. He'll probably regret that later on, staying probably. there. I but, what he regrets is going there over yeah. the day. <laughs> well, that's something. But he had a chance to leave. He should have just took that opportunity. Should have taken it. But, I do you have know. a question that one of you might know. Oh. So, Trino's gone. Right. Are those kids allowed to transfer and play right away? Is that a rule yet? No. They have to get – well – No, they, unless you're a grad transfer, you can't. They Well, the NCAA, they can apply for waivers now in the NCAA – they're may, pretty may much not. they're letting all of them. They're giving them waivers, but they had to go through file some paperwork. Like a mod Wagner applied for a waiver. He was he should have had to sit out, but he, he got a waiver, so it's letting them play this yeah, year. He's coming Shea from Patterson. a different sport. Yeah, Shea Patterson. See, Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson, though. but they had they had like allegations and sanctions against right. him. So I don't think just losing your coach they'll pass that waiver. But who, what do I know? Well, they're, it, with transfers now, they're being more uh, they're trying to be more player friendly yeah. and letting them letting them clearing them. Um, Alabama had a basketball transfer, Braxton Key, who, no reason, just left. And now he's playing for Virginia this year. So huh. he didn't have to so sit out at all. So it's player by player basis. Yeah, yeah. it's an individual case basis. But all what's right. happening is the lion's share of them, they're, they're clearing them. Yeah. All right. Well, e- either way, uh, if I were them, probably good to get out. It's a sinking ship. Yeah. It's going to stay down. I don't care if they get Jeff Brom as a coach. Hey, that, that – <laughs> They going down. Unless they get another Lamar Jackson, and, and it's a chance for the program for Kentucky to make a statement, to end a great year on a very good note. Yes. To pound your rival when they're down, to let them know you may be hiring a new coach and all this, and you have all this hype for next season, but this season is still here. And guess what? Next season we're going to be here, and you got to come to our house next year. So, so really stick your foot in the ground, make a statement. And get everybody excited for a big bowl game at, for New Year's. Anything any fan said negative is about to go. They're about to be happy after we mm-hmm. win this game. After we win by well, because we go, we win this game, and then all we're talking about is this great bowl game we're going to. Mm-hmm. So which it's just leads all me positives. to my question to Luckett. We talked about this a little bit before. Uh, I want to to tell fans who they should cheer for this weekend because the even though that. Most uh, bowl uh, projection people, they have Kentucky going to the Citrus Bowl or, at worst, the Outback Bowl. If Kentucky wins, that's the minimum are those two, Citrus or Outback. 
if yep. they lose, but that that's not going to happen. But if they do, you could see him fall as far as the Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. at eight and four. That's kind of how weird and how fluid things are. And, so just win the game. And if they win, they can go all the way up to New Year's Six. So look it. we got to figure out which teams we want to win besides Kentucky this weekend. A, Florida State. Correct? Yes, we need Florida State to beat Florida. That would open a spot, and that would knock Florida below Kentucky. Yes. So the Citrus definitely would be Kentucky. And New Year's Six out of the picture and for then, Florida. And then out in the Pac-12, you would need – Washington State just to lose, whether it's this weekend to Washington or to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Because if that happens, the Rose Bowl has to have a Big Ten and a Pac-12 team. So they automatically get the Pac-12 Pac champion. But Washington State would still be top ten, so they would have to go to some New Year's – they would have to – they would qualify for New Year's Six Bowl. So that would – so you need – Wait, so you, you – I, I said it wrong. You need Washington State to keep – To win. To keep winning. So yes. that another Pac-12 yeah. team does it. So we're cheering against Florida State. We're cheering for no, no, no. against four. 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 Sorry, sorry. Oh, easy. Nick Nicholas. Cheering for Washington gosh. State. This guy. Four. Cheering for Florida, Florida State. State. We're cheering for Texas A&M. Correct. We want LSU to lose. <laughs> Are you guys writing no, this down? It, it doesn't matter. LSU's they're a lock to make it, no matter what happens in okay. that game. All right. So that, that That's game a lot. doesn't matter. Okay. And then you need. Hmm. Let's think. Big Big Twelve. If Oklahoma wins out, they're going to be the only Big 12 team to get a New Year's Six bid. They won't get a play. I, I have a strong there's, – there's no way they Even can if they, make it doesn't matter. New, it doesn't matter. Playoff. Even if, if they beat both West Virginia and Texas, they're going to knock them down a slot behind Kentucky. So, it doesn't – but if, one of, if Oklahoma loses to one of them, that's going to meet two Big 12 teams. So, that gives Kentucky zero chance. So, you need Oklahoma to win out too. Yeah. Yes. So, we're cheering from Florida State – Washington State, Oklahoma. And even with all that, you may need Penn State to lose to Maryland on top of it. So it's asking a lot. But the real scenario I think people want to watch out for is people, I think I speak with everybody saying they don't want to play Northwestern again in Orlando. Yes, that's, I think we can all agree with that. They want to play Penn State. Well, right now Penn State is probably one slot outside of the New Year's Six. So for that to happen, what you need, you need two Pac-12 teams to lose. So you would like Washington State to lose. So that would drop them down a slot. And then if Oklahoma lost, that would drop them down a slot as well. So even if the things we're cheering for, if they happen, if they happen in reverse order, that's also going to help Kentucky because then they're going to get Penn State. So Bottom line, good. yeah, just drink and smile yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> drink and smile. <laughs> Cats are going to a bowl game. Oh, man. And you know what? It is going to be a ton of fun at Cardinal Stadium. I hope people pack – what's painted blue? Yes. Three-stripe life, like baby. That. I Com- like it. F- complete the circle. Fill the bowl. Wait. I kind of wish they Isn't put- it a night game? Yeah, night game. Oh, that just this adds what- to the dramatic effect. I wish we would have played Louisville at this night. This is what we should have done. The ticket office should have gotten all of the tickets in their new edition and just filled that with blue. So their new spot was just filled with a bunch of UK fans. Or if we just left, filled them all except the Adidas logo so they had to look at it. There you go. That section's always empty. <laughs> I've never seen a soul sitting in it. That stadium will be filled – Ever. Yeah, ever. ever. There's more people there for the Trinity St. X game. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we'll watch it. game this year. Oh, That's a man. big game. Oh, thoughts and prayers to your St. X Tigers, Chuck. Man, this injury's killed us. Coach Wallace is the guy for the job. He'll get it done. Yeah, my Colts. We, we finally got Milton right. We're finished with him. Sick and tired of that guy. Bad dude right there. Yeah, he's a bad, bad man. Um, but on to Saturday's game. I think we all are consensus. Cats are going to win. The question, 
and it's an indomitable force versus an immovable object. You have a team in the Louisville Cardinals that can't cover a spread. I think the only spread they've covered all year was actually Florida State. Was it Florida State? Only spread they've covered all year versus a Kentucky team. Mark Stoops has never covered as a double-digit favorite. He has. It's just against FCS teams. Since Eddie Grant arrived, they haven't covered as a double-digit favorite. Actually, they're all, they're on a. Since Grant arrived in 2016 as a favorite, Kentucky is 1-12 against the spread. <laughs> Not which, very good. Which they haven't really gotten beaten. They haven't lost really. outright, they I lost, don't think. As a favorite, they lost to Ole Miss and Tennessee. But outside of that, they just don't, they just don't cover the number. Don't so. cover. Do not cover the number. But with that being said, Cats open as a 17.5 point spread. The only game that's been close since September, that Florida State game, Boston College won by 18. That's their closest game. And since. the only reason that one was close was because AJ Dillon got hurt. Didn't he didn't play, play in the game. Yeah. So they had. They didn't have their bennies. No. So Boston College converted a slot receiver, moved him to running back. He ran for <laughs> about 148 yards on Louisville, and three first half turnovers kept Louisville in the game. And then Boston College just kind of okay. pulled away late. So, so even that one wasn't as close as it seemed. All right. Two 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 betting questions for you, folks. Are the Cats covering? And then a over or under. 330 yards rushing. Awesome. I'm going to go over 330 yards rushing with Terry in there. And I'm going to say I think we win by around 14 points. I don't know if we cover. The, the stats that he threw out made me a little cautious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your face. You, you had a, a very – We just know. don't have that. I don't know. We just haven't been able to score points even against really inferior opponents. What to Kentucky has, that mentality they have as an underdog, when they get leads as uh, when their games are supposed to win, they don't have that you know that so-called killer instinct. Yeah, we try to keep the to lead. Pull away. Yeah, you just kind of – Kind of ma- just manage the game, gets conservative. Let's get the lead and let's get out of here so, with the W. So, what, what, what say you? I say I think Kentucky does cover. I think Louisville. I think their chance was last week. If they played a good game last week, they would get. They would have a spirited effort. But what happened was they gave a spirited effort for a quarter, and now that they just kind of gave up. So, and I think you're going to see a team that's just not gonna, not going to be ready to play. And when you're not ready to play, going against a style like Kentucky wants to play. That's, Hit you in the mouth. Yeah, that's be a the worst day. thing you want to do. So over three thirty. So I say uh, they cover, and I do. I do think they get over three thirty. I think Benny Snell gets right around two hundred, and then between Terry Wilson and AJ Rose, I think you get See, that other one. See, that's the ultimate question, Chuck. Does does Benny get two hundred seven? Does he uh, hit the magic he number? Yeah, he's got to be uh, shooting I, for it. He's got to know I think that he, he can is get it. Too. I know he knows. He's got what to that get it. Is. He's got to get at least one big 60, 70 yard run. Yeah, really hasn't gotten this bowl game does not count for that record. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. But I'm just saying, get it beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And it would also be a lot easier. you never easier. know, a ref could throw you out again. <laughs> very true. Yeah, very, very, I'm very, saying, very uh, true. Over 330 in Cats cover. See, my biggest thing is, like, I really wonder how many they can run for because it is the worst rushing defense I've ever seen. There's only, like, five teams that are worse. Oh, oh, one more fun trivia stat. Can you all name the one team that has allowed more sacks in Louisville? UConn. Any, any guesses? Any guesses? Uh, Florida State. Uh, West Coast. Uh, USC. UCLA. Is it someone? Yeah, they're really bad. Okay. Oregon State. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. that, was my, that was my 28th guess, Nick Roush. You should let me keep going. Wolves giving up 41 sacks. I think Oregon State had 47. Second, second most in the country. Josh Allen's going to have a freaking field day. Are you kidding me? Poor Just padding that record. My goodness. But uh, I don't know if Benny gets to that record because I, I do think it's going to be a big day for A.J. Rose as well. I think he's going to get some of those chunk plays. Uh-huh. I just wonder if U.K. can push it past 350. I think 330 is almost like a safe assumption. I think they're going to be able to run the ball all over him. Um, but I do worry that Louisville might linger around for the first quarter and a half or so. All I'm picturing with the way you're talking is like they don't even have a defense and we're just <laughs> handing it off to Benny and he's just untouched. I mean, it's it's. I haven't watched him play this year, so oh, it's been it's a joy. There's like, like and normally I don't try to keep up with him. Like I I, I want to keep up with him enough because I'm from there over there. I got to talk trash to him all the time. But their ineptitude is entertaining. Do it's they so have bad. size? Or are they just undersized? Under- they have a little bit of size, but Bulls real talent. If we want to get into it. They've had a lot of recruiting misses on the line of scrimmage. Yes, line of scrimmage, they're awful. So okay. on both sides, they they or from one game to the next, they started the same five starting offensive linemen, but at different positions. They completely flipped their entire yeah. offensive line in one week. Why are they? Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, yeah, that that is the Louisville football team. That's this year. just bad coaching. Like Louisville like. has talent on the roster, but it's not a balanced roster. Well, so they have a lot of big. They have a lot of positions that are big receivers. They have they've got a lot of receivers. They've they always had they drop, they drop a lot of passes. They've got they've got talented uh, guys in the secondary. They've got a couple good linebackers, um, but up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage, they just they just well, really really struggled all season. And when you when you can't block and you can't stop the run, blocking and tackling are a pretty chance. kind of important kind of important in football. And That's what Louisville's bad at. And you can't reinvent the wheel in a week. You can't redo all your offensive scheme. And a lot of it comes down to just being able to punch people in the mouth. And, and that's something Louisville can't and do. And Paul Johnson and Georgia Tech just killed their soul. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a tough – That you got to want to play Georgia Tech, though, because you got to be focused, disciplined, and that just does not sound like this Louisville team. No. So Not at all. Not at all. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I know that there were some people who, after the Tennessee game, they were like, yeah, but we laid an egg in that round. Well, Tennessee is still a, an SEC football they team. They beat Auburn. Yeah, like they, they had some good wins. They're well coached. Like, that's the difference between a well coached team with a new coach and a guy who's on his way out the door. And Tennessee plays hard. They play really hard. And Kentucky, I don't think, matched their intensity starting that game, and they were playing catch up the whole time. And, and, and even at the end of the day, Kentucky lost one game. They weren't. They're not. That doesn't mean you're a bad football team. A lot of good football teams lose games that they shouldn't every year. I would say that 99% of teams lose games that they shouldn't each year. But the difference is, a, it doesn't make you a bad team, and it doesn't make you suck like Louisville. Louisville sucks. They are a piece of garbage football team. They are not good in any sense of the term. And I know some of you are going to want to be cautious. I know I've been sometimes going to that rivalry. I am not at all. The cats are going to freaking roll, and it is going to be so much fun to watch. I can't wait. I'm with you. I cannot I like wait. That. It is going to be it's so much It's only Monday, fun. Nick Rouse. Calm down a little it bit. going to get through the week. So much fun, and I just hope everybody here is ready to enjoy it. Uh, just a thorough ass kicking. Yes, if you go into the game, go have fun. They sell be beer. They sell beer. That's the only reason Louisville don't, fans will be there. Don't get into a fight. Just enjoy the game, and let's have a oh, party. Oh, man. Oh, this is going to be great. Cats by 90, folks. And peep the technique. Come on, sweat the technique.